I want to welcome everyone to Unmuted with Papa Mutes. My first guest is a filmmaker, a director, an actor, a writer, a comedian, and he's also my nephew. So it was an easy booking. Jack McCafferty, welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Papa Mutes. So Jack, I have some breaking news here. Uh, as you know, um, we're going to have a segment later on in the show. Uh, called OJ Trivia. Have you been practicing your OJ Trivia? Absolutely not. I said I would, and I did not. That's going to be a problem. But I have good news. The death penalty is off the table. Death penalty? Thank goodness. You didn't call up OJ to come get me. No, no, no. This, is, this, was, uh, this was tabled, and the death penalty has been pulled. But any wrong answers, you will have to golf around of golf with OJ himself. I hear he's very pleasant on the golf course. From what I hear, he is the nicest man, at least on the golf course. So I, I, I say that's more of a prize, if anything. Well, he's very competitive. I wouldn't piss him off. Well, don't worry, I'm not good at golf, so I think I'm in the clear. <laughs> if anything, it'll be OJ teaching me golf. Which, that's just a story in and of itself. It certainly is. And then we're going to have a segment named that movie. I think you'll do well with that. I hope I do. I, I have a degree in it. If I don't, <laughs> then I, I really wasted all my money. <laughs> so, let's start with what sparked you early in, you know, like grade school, high school. What did you see or what happened that made you say, make you say, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to make films. I want to do, was it one thing? Was it a person? What got you uh, in the mood, so to speak? Honestly, it was probably just a result of not being good at anything else. And uh, I wasn't really into sports or anything like that. Um, but uh, early days, I want to say like middle school, that's when YouTube came out. Like I was in middle school the year YouTube came out. And me and my friends were kind of part of the early adopters of it. We were huge fan like we would go and we would watch these youtubers um like the early early people who didn't have money didn't have like nowadays they have like corporate sponsorships and all mm -hmm. all that now this was just like random people just making stupid weird stuff and me and my friends were like oh this is awesome we should do that and so we had started in middle school making our own like videos that were terrible absolutely like you luckily you can't find these anymore because uh not only i think they were like just bad but I think we were trying to be, like, shocking and stuff like that. So we were, were doing, like, jokes that we didn't quite understand. Nothing, like, racist or anything like that. But definitely stuff, like, nowadays I'd probably go, that's not really funny. That's more mean. Right. Stuff like that. Luckily, all of that is completely wiped, I think, from the Internet. <laughs> and, uh, like, I've tried to find it, couldn't find it. I was like, cool, done. Nice. Uh, but my friends uh, essentially... They lost interest in it, but I was like, you know, we had a lot of fun doing that, and I wanted to continue afterwards. So I would do my own stuff up until uh, graduating high school. So then you attend Drexel University, grade school in Philadelphia, of course. Um, yep. And your degree is in 
filmmaking, correct? Yes. Uh, I believe it is a film and video is my major. Like that's what it's just called. And you also were working for Harry Casting, but or was that after? Uh, that was uh, after. But during, that was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you did make a trip to L.A. during mm-hmm. school for a co-op with uh, Groundlings. Tell us about that. Correct. I worked at the Groundlings Theater for about nine months during uh, my co-op at Drexel. Um, lived out in L.A. Didn't have really an income. Like I, I saved up all my money to do this like internship co-op. So when I came back, I just had nothing in my bank account. I was living off of ramen, and uh, I actually didn't have a bed at that time. Uh, I, it's true. The I fans like that. On the floor. <laughs> yeah. I uh, stole some pool floaties. I stole. I, I asked if I could take some pool floaties that were like uh, props in a sketch they did at the Groundlings, and they were like, yeah, sure. And I used them as a bed, like gas tapes together for months. Uh, and I uh, didn't have internet. Didn't have TV. My apartment was essentially just a room to put my pool floaties on the floor, sleep, wake up, and then go out and work somewhere else. So, Groundlings for, pe- for for people that excuse me for people that don't know, Groundlings is a theater slash school. How would you describe it for people that are not familiar with that, it? Uh, that would be exactly it. It's a improv theater slash school. Uh, so, what you do is uh, you would take classes at the Groundlings, and there are different levels um, that get more like selective as you go up. Um, and if you go through the entire school program, you become uh, a member of what's called the Sunday company, which is essentially you just make uh, new sketches up every week, uh, perform them. And the people in the Sunday company are then eligible to become groundlings, which is the main company of the theater. And it's right and in LA, correct? Yes. It's in the heart of uh, LA and uh, on Melrose, uh, and it's like you don't uh, expect to get in unless you bought your tickets ahead of time. They always sell out. Got um, it. A lot of like famous people are their alumni, like uh, Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry, uh, the Pee Wee Herman started out there. Phil Hartman, like the list goes on and on. Uh, Kristen Wiig, like it's a huge like breeding ground for me. Did you meet anyone um, or come in contact with any so-called famous people while you were there? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, they're always around. Uh, Jim Rash, uh, Bill Lamar, like some real like comedy heavyweights would just be like hanging out. We would just like talk. Cool. cool. Super. <laughs> now, is this when the you came back home? But was it because of fires? Uh, no, uh, originally uh, the Groundlings offered me a job to be their stage manager permanently. Oh. And uh, I was uh, considering it until my father said, you need to come back home and like finish up at school because I hadn't graduated at that time. Got it, right. And I was like, uh, fine. So I said, and I, I was like, I'll, I'll be back soon, guys. Don't worry. I'll be back as soon as I can. And they're like, don't worry. You have a job here when you get here. But then uh, I waited too long, and all the people I worked with have since moved on. So now it's just, like, a bunch of people who I did not work with working there. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's all good. I still, uh, when I went back out there recently, I was still taking classes there, trying to move my way up in, uh, up in the ranks. Sure. So, so, so I'm still involved with the theater and still have many friends there. So you come home, and you get involved. Actually, 
let's uh, not jump too far ahead. You you graduate eventually, mm-hmm. yeah, and you yeah. you move uh, on. Thanks to uh, my sketch show at, at Drexel, uh, which got me a uh, scholarship there. Cool. Which yeah, that was a uh, I couldn't really afford the school, and then uh, uh, my freshman year I started a sketch show with like basically the other film majors. Uh, the dean of the college saw that, specifically one of the uh, sketches where it was just basically a giant dick joke the entire time. <laughs> he was like, me and my wife love the sketch where you have the giant dick. And I'm like, uh, okay. And he's like, and I got accepted into this, like, the most prestigious scholarship available at the school. Sounds like the dog likes the, the dick, dog. too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dog just got uh, let out. But, uh, so I actually ended up becoming the spokesperson of Drexel at all these like fancy galas and stuff because they needed like student speakers, and I could obviously speak in front of a crowd. So I ended up becoming the spokesperson for Drexel because of a dick joke, which is still one of my proudest accomplishments. Yep. Hey. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> that, that's right. Got me through college. Uh, I think I'll pause for the cause for that. Do you know what pause for the cause is? I do not. Uh, it involves an alcoholic drink. Now, it's true, you do not drink, is that right? Correct, I don't drink. So you went all the way through Drexel without one ounce of alcohol? Nope. Not, not a drop. That's admirable. No, oh, thank you. When did you get involved with the movie Glass? Uh, I was actually brought on very early on. Um, unfortunately, I had to step down... Uh, I worked at Heary Loftus Casting for a while, mm-hmm. um, and I would help with uh, the casting process. Uh, I would, I was uh, there, uh, started out as an intern, then a casting assistant, then eventually casting associate. I think I was an associate on Glass. Um, unfortunately, I had to step down because I had to, or I auditioned for one of the roles, and then I basically got the role, so I couldn't, unfortunately, for SAG rules, I couldn't be in the movie. And also, like, working the casting. So, that just, uh, unfortunately, uh, another guy, Steve, had to take over. But you were in the movie. Yeah, I'm in the movie. As, as a principal, correct? I've been working on it. What's that? As a principal? Is that what the credit would be? Yes, it's a principal role, because I, I do have lines in the movie. And it, how would you describe that, man? That's kind of a, that's an M9 directed film. Yeah thriller psycho thriller it's it's a it's a strange movie <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, it's the uh finishing up the trilogy of uh unbreakable and split um kind of a weird uh Shyamalan universe uh of comic book driven stories that uh yeah i i played a guy in a comic book shop and talking about comic books and did you ever meet m night And he doesn't live too far from us. <laughs> no, he lives, uh, I think he lives on the main line, but... Of course. Uh, he likes to keep it around the Philadelphia area, mm-hmm. which is much appreciated for, obviously, people who work in the Philly area. Um, and, yeah, I think he's working on a new show now that uh, is on Apple TV. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I've heard people are enjoying it. Cool. Maybe he'll have us over someday for a little brunch. 
One can hope. <laughs> All right, so Glass is over. You move. Yeah. You actually worked on, or you casted for the movie Creed with Sylvester Stallone, correct? Uh, yeah, I was a casting associate on Creed, and uh, that was a lot of work, but uh, very fun. Uh, we had, I think we, I, I think we had the record for most extras cast in a movie in Philadelphia for that movie. In fact, I, I'm going to say we do because I can't imagine someone beating us because uh, we had like 600 people every day for a solid two months. Wow. And uh, that was rough. That was a rough casting process. So for people, what is the process in a condensed you know, way? People uh, come in and they for, interact. They're, you know, that's, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, these would be extras, so we wouldn't really need them to be good at acting. Okay. We would just need them to be there and look like people. <laughs> so uh, Philadelphia, unfortunately, doesn't have a huge extra pool. So what we would do is we would have people submit uh, via email, just like a picture of themselves, height, weight, stuff like that, that kind of information. And then uh, from there, I would sort them into like where they would belong inside the movie. Like uh, if we have like a Russian bar scene, which is in the movie, right. uh, we wouldn't put like a certain type of person there. We would look for people who looked like they would be in a Russian bar, like a tough Russian kind of looking dude. And uh, from there, I would call them up, see if they're available, and just keep filling uh, how many people they need per scene. So you're looking through so photographs. A day. You're looking through photographs, in other words, yeah. and then calling them up and say, "Hey, you look like a Russian. Come on over." Exactly. And these people usually wouldn't have been in a movie before. So I would also have to explain to them, like, basically what you would, what is expected of them. Got it. So now you move back to L.A. Am I skipping anything? But you do go back to L.A. I do, yes. Uh, I uh, initially, I had a pre-move kind of setup thing where I was just going to be crashing on a bunch of couches for a while. Right. And uh, I had set up a bunch of interviews with, like, people who I had met over the years who had gone to L.A. or, you know, contacts I've made trying to get a job there. Mm -hmm. I had, like, 10, 12 different interviews, like, set up for these upcoming weeks. And then I get there, and then L.A. is on fire. <laughs> That's when the so, fires happen. Okay. Yes. And so everyone's like, hey... I'd love to meet with you like we planned, but... Uh, we got some smoke in the building. We got, like, a lot of fire going on. We need to, like, cancel. And I was like, yeah, I understand. And so I basically went out just to, like, hang out on my buddy's couches for a while. And, and at, after a certain point, I was just like, I'm, I'm going to go back home and just call it a... Get some fresh air. Call this... Yeah, exactly. So you come home, and you did some commercial work, because I remember seeing you. Yeah. Uh, what was the commercial? I can see it, but I don't remember what it was. I, I did a bunch of commercials. Uh, uh, there was one for a bank. Bank, that, that was uh, it, yes. I was the voice of Donut Shop Coffee. I still am, I think. And, yeah, I don't know, just good work. Then you go back to L.A. and Corona hits. Uh, <laughs> yes, so I went back to L.A. last year. Um, I want to say the summer of 2019. I uh, was out there for over a year, um, but uh, obviously, as we all know now, Corona hit uh, March last year, and so a lot of my time was just in my apartment, kind of just chilling. Maybe you're... But, uh, maybe. I, I'm, 
<laughs> maybe you're the problem, Jack. You go out there, there's I'm fires. <laughs> I think I'm the bad luck shot. You're like one of those superheroes on uh, The Boys. You ever see that show, The Boys? I saw the first season. I have yet to see the second. Yeah. But I've, I'm good show. looking forward to it. I mean, the first season was fantastic. Yeah, good show, good show. But, um, yeah. So Corona spends you back here. Yeah, momentarily. Momentarily. I, I'm hoping to go back out very soon, just as everything dies down. I mean, I was out there. Uh, I had a full-time job. Unfortunately, Corona hit. Uh, put me out of the job. My lease was up. Uh, my roommates wanted to get a, a place of their own because they're settling down as, like, a couple. And I was like, you know, it's just a good time to regroup back at home. I hear you. Especially because I was moving out there for, like, the comedy clubs and... Those things aren't open right now. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. All right. Are you ready for some OJ trivia? Please. All right. Now, again, the penalty for wrong answers is a round of golf with OJ. You can't refuse it because you don't want to piss him off. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense to me. All right. Here we go. It's going to be rapid fire. What do the initials OJ stand for? Oscar Joseph? Horenthal James or Oliver Jefferson? I'm going Oliver Jefferson. Incorrect. Get a set of clubs because you're going to Vegas. Stands for Orenthal James. Uh, It happens. Don't worry. It's okay. Don't worry. If you get a correct one, that'll Mm -hmm. neglect the penalty. So you want to need one. (laughs) Well, it'll cancel it. Here we go. OJ had a terrible disease as a child. What was it? Asthma, arthritis, diabetes, or rickets? As a child, OJ had a terrible disease. Um, having a- or I grew up with asthma myself. I don't know if I'd call that terrible. I mean, it's not good. Was that your final you answer? Know, I, I'm going to go with asthma just to like have a bonding moment with me and OJ. Incorrect. It's rickets. That's two rounds of golf. Oh, two rounds of <laughs> two golf, rounds of golf with the Brentwood Butcher. Oh, man. All right, here we go. <laughs> now, let's see. This is football-related. Which team in the NFL got hot and won two games late in the season, ensuring Buffalo would have the first pick in the draft? In other words, this team could have got OJ if they didn't lose the, the last couple games towards the end of the season. Is it Chicago Bears, Philadelphia Eagles, Boston Patriots, or the Atlanta Falcons? Which team could have had OJ? Well, I know nothing about sports, hence the comedy early on. (laughs) So I'm just going to go with uh, Philly Pride and say it's Philadelphia. Correct. There we go. The Eagles screwed up. They could have had (laughs) the juice. Oh, well. And that would be a good thing at that time. That's right. That's right. All right, one more. He won the Heisen Trophy back in 1968 as the best collegiate player. What is the name of the University of Southern California's mascot? This is not multiple choice. This is not multiple choice? What is the name? It's not the animal. It's the actual name of the mascot? Correct. In other words, you have the Drexel Dragon. They have the University of Southern California... I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, make it, I'll make it a multiple choice. Here we go. I'm just going to go with the dead. 
With what? I'm going to say it's, his, his name is Derek. No. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Is it the dragon, the lion, or the Trojans? I'm going to go Trojan. That is correct. <laughs> you have now been relieved of your duty. Actually, that cancels one, so you still have one round of golf with OJ, unfortunately. Uh, well, you know, he can teach me how to swing. He can ghost me from behind and go, like, this is how you do it, Jack. <laughs> and then I'll be able to, to golf like a pro. A pro football player, but still a, plo- a pro. There you go. Tell him I said hello. Absolutely. All right, now... This should be a piece of cake for you. This is Name That Movie. I'm going to play a portion of a movie, and you tell me what the name is. All right. All right. I'll do my best. Get busy living or get busy dying. Name That Movie, Jack. That would be the Shawshank Redemption. Correct. For bonus points, can you name the actor? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Double. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'll have an extra triple sip just for that. For you, because I know you don't drink. <laughs> All right. Oh, I want to thank you. All right, let's try another one here. Name that movie, Jack. That would be Scarface. Starring? Uh, Tony Montana uh, is played by uh, Al Pacino. Correct. You're on fire. You need to go back to L.A. All right. (laughs) Let's try this. Like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. Name that movie, Jack. Uh, That would be Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Correct. Three for three. Oh, yeah. And there's no penalty, even if you get it wrong. No penalty. No. There should be a, a, I wish, yeah. there should be an award or something. I have to come up with something like that. I want to see, uh, once uh, everybody's played this, I want to see who, you know, we should have a tournament at the end. That's right. Really get down to the nitty gritty. Yes. And make it a little more difficult. Um, yeah. All right. Here, one more. Last one. Where's my money? Red Top gave you the package. He's supposed to hand me my money. Here's a jar right here, 20%. Oh, you got the jar? That's right. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Frank. Oh, what you gonna do? What the fuck you gonna do, Frank? Huh? What you doing? You gonna shoot me in front of everybody? Huh? Come on. Name that movie, Jack. Ooh, I don't know if I know this one. Um. I'll give you a hint. Let's see. You want a hint? Denzel Washington. Yeah, uh, all right. Denzel Washington. Uh, I don't know if I've seen a lot of his movies. Uh, I'm going to go with Law-Abiding Citizen. That is not correct. It's American Gangster. Uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Oh, got to see it. Classic. True story. <laughs> Classic. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll add it to the list. Put that on the list. Well, you did well. Three out of four. But you still got that round of golf with OJ, unfortunately. I'm still looking forward to it. <laughs> so what's going on now, Jack? What What are you doing? What are you working on? And what's in the near future for you? Uh, right now, I'm 
I just finished up uh, some freelance work. So as of literally just today, uh, I have a bit of free time that I'm going to work on some personal projects. Um, cool. Coming out soon, I have my web series is coming out with its final season. Uh, which would be Clowns in Heck, which is a little animated thing I've been working on for right. a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got a couple uh, animated shorts. Basically, because of the pandemic, it was hard to sure. you know, do anything live action. Uh, so I have just a couple little animated things I was working on in my spare time. I know, it's crazy. So, Everything's locked up. That's why I started this podcast. I mean, I, I'm watching Brigadoon yeah. and Queen's Gambit. I mean, come on. I went from American yeah. Gangster to Queen's Gambit. It's rough. It's rough. I mean, I, I had to do something creative. I had to do something creative. Um, and if you think we have a drought now, just wait for a, a couple months from now when we really start just loot, not having anything to watch. It's, it's going to be rough. Um, yeah. So where can people find you? I know you're, oh, uh, I'm on, you're on uh, Instagram as Sexy Jack McCafferty. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, YouTube as just Jack McCafferty. Now, where'd the sexy part come from? It's just a fact. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube, it's Jack McCafferty. On Instagram, it's sexy Jack McCafferty, correct? Correct. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. Maybe after uh, all this craziness, we can get together. You know, fly me down to your mansion in L.A. and or over and... <laughs> Uh, we'll hang out. Uh, or know. my tiny apartment in LA. <laughs> hey, whatever works. It costs about a mansion's worth of rent every month. <laughs> we won't have to uh, wear a mask, hopefully. But thanks again, Jack. Yes. As long as you have some triple set for me. <laughs> Copy that. But I appreciate it. Talk soon. Uh, absolutely. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. I want to thank Jack again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Anybody who has listened to the very end, I appreciate that also. I have other ideas for future podcasts, and once I have them completed, uh, I'll make sure to put an alert out onto Twitter, at Mutes or Instagram, at Mutes. Please follow if you like. If you're curious about the 9-11 call at the beginning, obviously that's fiction. I have a story I wrote. It's not about OJ. It's more about the main character, Sarah Moore, who commits a horrible act and uh, the circumstances leading up to that and what happens afterwards. Uh, The goal is to have it voiced over and read on the podcast. Uh, Different characters, different voices. doesn't have to be professional uh, voices or professionals, I should say. Uh, But if you think you could do it, send an email to podcast at gmail.com and I'll explain a little more in detail. So that's it for now. Get busy living or get busy dying. Take care. You have been listening to Unmuted with Papa Mutes. It's OJ. Stay calm, sir.